What what what's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. I'm Justin Michael. I'm your host as always, and we are talking about Warren Jackson's pro day. We are talking about NIT bets. We're talking about anything else that might pop up in this conversation. I don't know. It's free flowing. It's a fun day. I'm excited. I'm joined by my main man, Andre Simone, Dr. Dre himself. I don't have the rights to play any Dr. Dre music, no. but if anybody deserved no. a hard ass intro, it is Dre. What's up, <laughs> my dude? How are you doing, my man? I'm glad to be here. I loved yesterday's show, though you've got my head all wrapped in a pretzel on what the best value bet is on tonight's Rams game. But that's not what you have me to talk about here on the first segment. Yeah, we got to we got to talk about pro day and it's an interesting mm-hmm. time for pro day. I mean, we've been locked in around some of these around the country cuz we're doing the draft pods and if you're not, yep. you know, checking those out weekly, make sure that you do. We had yep. them right here in the Rams feed, also in the Broncos feed, Buffs feed. We make it really easy for you to find this content is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Um Same but straight. it's just it's not normal. Like I I hate that we didn't get to be there. I know. It just everything about it feels wrong in terms of how do you evaluate someone just going off of like tape from two years ago and numbers that are told to you that you can't even verify with your own eyes. It's it's weird. It's such a nutty year. Um, it's just like information's coming in at a trickle. It's just it is what it is. You can't do much about it. Um, yeah, it's the first time in a long while we weren't able to attend a CSU Pro Day. What was the intel you got on this to kind of set the scene? Like, do you even know how many teams were there? It was just Warren working out. Did he have someone throwing at him? Like, it, I, I'm so thrown off not having been there. So, any intel you can share, I'm yeah. I, I mean, take it as gold. It's kind of weird, like, from what I've been told, this is just what I've been told. I wasn't there, obviously. Mm-hmm. None of the CSU coaching staff was there. Odd. Mm-hmm. The GA, yeah. there was a GA throwing him the football. Oh. Also odd. Yes. Seems like Indeed. you would, you know, want a quarterback or, I don't know, some somebody. I mean, I, I yeah, didn't see the put- throws. To put things into context, any other year, usually the agent has someone come in, um, you know, like a a quarterback who was a high-end-ish starting quarterback in Division One, never quite got a shot in the NFL, or maybe he's been in and out of a few practice squads. You'll see guys like that at pro days all around the country. Sometimes you'll see former NFL quarterbacks who, again, have been in and out of practice squads, maybe been the third QB on a few rosters going there, again, sent by their agents. So I'm really surprised by that. Less surprised by no coaching staff, because again, such a unique situation under Adazio's staff, Warren never played. He opted out that whole season. So I can get how that is. And there was no relationship, but that's certainly not doing the kid any favors. Yeah. Just from an optic standpoint, I think it looks yeah. kind of odd. I mean, yeah. you're going to, if he goes and has success at the next level, you know, you're going to be sharing it on social media and that's our guy, you know, Rams this. And I know he opted out, but I mean, it was weird circumstances. It wasn't like he was one of those guys that, you know, opted out in a normal year, which we've seen, you know, the BOSAs, you know, for draft status. And and I'm not even saying right. that's wrong either. My point is sure. just that it's 
if there ever was a time to understand why somebody would want to focus on what's best for them, it was last season, which was not even a guarantee to be played. So if, if there's anybody that holds ill will against Warren for opting out, that just seems silly to me because we, it, it, he had to do it. Like he, he basically had to do it. I will say yeah. I would have liked to have seen him maybe come back to school this, this fall just given what we've seen out of this wide receiver class. Mm-hmm. It's a tough balance. I mean, you don't want to get hurt. You could always risk injury. What do you think, though? I mean, I just think it could have benefited him to put some more more on film, you know? Well, hindsight being twenty twenty, I think there's no way around it. He absolutely should have played in the end. Um, you know, he, he rolled the dice. I think he was... You evaluate the situation, new coaching staff and everything, and how that's going to impact your stock, especially going from really a pass-heavy offense to more of a run-first offense. Um, And I guess you're gambling on the fact that other receivers in this class were going to lose some ground. The opposite happened. More guys rose up. Warren ended up losing ground. Unfortunately, with no combine, this pro day became... A bit of a last chance saloon. Given what you're telling me, I don't even see why scouts would have shown up, really. Um, like that, You could have shown up to this pro day as you could have shown up to any other day of Warren Jackson working out with wherever his agency has him working out, training for this and testing those. Right? Like The result is the same if you have a GA thrown to you, no coaching staff, no intel to get. You save yourself a trip to Fort Collins. Um, now, of course, these are all scheduled out to where you can go to CU and CSU and maybe and there Wyoming. were scouts there. I, I don't have the exact right. figure. I was trying to find it. I had it in my notes, mm-hmm. but it, it was double digit scouts, too. So, I mean, it yeah. wasn't like, you know, two or three guys. I, I, I believe the number was about 15. And okay. th- th- there's going to be good. interest in him based on, you know, what he did during his playing mm-hmm. career. He's a lot like Preston Williams yes. in the sense that, and we'll get into this in a sec because I've got to do an ad read here, but. You know, it. to me, I'm always going to lean on what I see on the football field more yeah. than this stuff. And I'm not saying this doesn't matter because it matters a whole lot. And, and we'll ex- get into all that and, you know, how it translates and what these numbers mean and, and all mm-hmm. of that. But Warren Jackson is a damn good wide receiver. And I don't yeah. really care what he does in his underwear all that much. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it has you go back to film. But yeah, ultimately, but scouts, the, will, scouts will care. I, I should throw that yeah. out. I mean, as a differentiator in a deep class, it will matter. That's where it comes into play. All right, we're going to keep talking about Warren Jackson, but I got to shout out my friends, Mike and Virginia Chevalier of Chevalier Mortgage. They are our presenting sponsor. Guys, you're probably hearing how great these mortgage rates are right now. But Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. Sure. They've got phenomenal rates, but what makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company. I was talking with Dre, you know, before the podcast, and I was explaining, you know, I'm kind of in the position where I'm starting to have to, like, think about this type of insurance myself. You know, I'm, I'm 25, so I've got renter's insurance and car insurance, and you know, I look all around, and it's just a stressful situation. You want to work with people you trust. The fact that they're a small family-owned company, that's, that's got to be a diff- diff- differentiator. Man, I've struggled with that. There you go. There you go. I, I yes. got through it. I got through it. 
<laughs> it's like like Warren Jackson's overwhelming size. This is also a differentiator for uh, Chevalier Mortgage. Exactly. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consult. Oh my goodness, I'm getting all kinds of tongue-tied. Get set up with a free consultation. You can discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. You can get a free DNVR shirt or hat. You can also give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Or again, visit dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Wow. I thought I might be having a stroke for a second there. Um, but we're, we're surviving and we're talking Warren Jackson. Let's just go through his numbers real quick because we've kind of... Yeah. Set yep, the let's. scene here. Um, I, I sent them to you. I can hang on. Let me pull them up here. Six foot six, yeah. um, two hundred nineteen Absurd. pounds. Absurd size. I mean, that's NBA size. No, I mean in the ninety ninth percentile for height, in the ninety second percentile for weight. I'm guessing Justin he put on at least a healthy ten pounds with this. Yeah, he definitely was not playing at 219. He was more like 205, no 210 for, for his career. But hey, I mean, I, I kind of get that. You're trying to show I'm like that DK Metcalf. Totally, like, ooh, I'm that totally. threat. Hand, yeah, I mean, that's nine almost and three how, how does that kind of square up? That's pretty big, right? It's pretty big. For a guy that big, though, you'd expect maybe a little larger. And I think that applies to the 33-inch wingspan as well. Very good. Very good, but I mean, when a guy comes in six six two nineteen, like the like he's you expect him to measure like an anaconda, and he's not quite at that level, but still, I mean, ample size here. Yeah, I mean, he's you you see it on the field. It's one of those. I, I was a little surprised by the wing for sure. I thought it it it'd be you know slightly bigger than that for sure. The what really jumps out. And and you know people are going to debate. Obviously, is the the forty time and the shuttle and the yeah. three cone. Um, starting yeah. with the forty time, four six seven unofficially four six nine according to an NFL scout. This was posted by Jim Nagy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, these numbers were not officially put out by CSU, which was interesting to me. But given what they were, I guess that kind of makes sense. I mean, as soon as you see them, my first thought was, "Oh man, here come the critics, here come the naysayers." Yeah. For sure. Does that, do you know that 40 time 469? Does that worry you? I mean, it's not great. It's not great. And I think we've always felt Warren had a little more long speed. Um, and what this testing tells me is one area that we have highlighted about Warren is his ability to get open in that shorter area, whether it be the red zone or on those short ins or outs you know, on like third and five or what have you. Um, And in these explosion numbers for a man that size, I think you do see like that broad is pretty nice. Um, The vertical, it's fine, but it'll do great for him. We've seen him succeed because of that vert combined with that size. The speed, yeah, it's disappointing. I, from watching his tape, would expect something closer to a four, five, nine, but... I mean, how long has he been dealing with this weight? You know, it's a lot of guys like in soccer will talk about how a big center forward 
who's like 6'4", 200 pounds, is going to take about three times as long to get into conditioning than some small little like 5'10", 165-pound wingback. Warren hasn't been playing for over a year. Um, And this isn't a typical year where you could just be going to the gym every day and personal, you know, like there was a lot of adjusting. Um, And so you wonder how much is that impacting him and how much could a normal conditions, maybe a little more time to get into shape at this new weight, shaved off a 10th of a second. And then we're talking about a four, five, a four, five, seven versus a four, six, seven. And everyone's happy with that. You know what I mean? So it's like such small margins we get caught up in um, that. Yes, they matter in the greater scheme, but not so much. That's my point on the um, on the speed. Man, the shuttle and the three cone, you'd expect better because they're really bad. Um, like when I watch the tape again, the guy's really good at wiggling. Like Warren has these subtle movements. And if you want more details, ex- exactly, Justin. And go, go to your own film room, which I revisited just to prepare for this show. Um, on the dmvr.com and you see you see that in time and time again of example you use of him setting guys up and then the thing about warren is he's not a mary rogers you don't need to run a blazing three cone because if he sets you up then you're not just recovering to make up that space he's gained by setting you up you're recovering to get over a six six frame so good, good luck, luck. Yeah, because his his entire game isn't a wiggle open; it's to wiggle to gain that angle, to gain that leverage on him. Now he's got his body position, and you're done because he is a condor in that sense. Um, and I mean, he's got if such that's a great good, catch radius. Like he doesn't bro, need that insane. much space. So as soon as you have the angle, you throw it up. Like we said, he's got the thirty three and a half inch vertical. Is that through the roof? No, but with his size, with his ability, his catch radius, and his hands. He's going to bring it down. Exactly. And I mean, if you want the scouting report we just described, if you want a, that path to success with a guy with those physical tools and that kind of scouting report, look no further than Preston Williams. Yep. The guy who was who probably six, was in the contention for rookie of the year for a couple of weeks. You know, it, right? injuries and, and what happened in Miami, it didn't really let that play out. But we saw very clearly... He was the best wide receiver on that roster. A hundred percent. And I mean, let's go through Preston's numbers. Six, four to 11. So eight pounds lighter, two inches shorter, arm length, 33 inches, exactly the same hand, 9.1, similar, a little smaller, a little smaller, vertical, 31 inches and at 31 and a half below broad, 908 below shuttle, 435 above three cone, 711 above 40 yard dash, Four six one, we're there, Justin. We are there. Warren's bigger, more explosive, slightly at present based on pro day numbers, slightly uh, slower, long speed wise. But we are there, man, with a guy who is a number two wide receiver. Another couple guys I'd comp him to: Auden Tate, very intriguing fourth wide out uh, with the Bengals, or Tim Patrick, who Broncos fans love. Now, they're all a little different. Tate has more size. Patrick, more speed. Preston. I like the Patrick comparison a lot, just given that I think they sell routes similar. Great catch yep. radius. They're not burners, but they're crafty. 
and they yeah. use their body to their advantage. Yes. And I think you're talking about Warren probably has a 20 pound advantage on Tim Patrick and at least oh, two yeah. inches. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Tim, now, Tim ran a low 4 4 at his pro. Tim can move. Utah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- Tim at Utah, there's a clip of him on a go route burning a Dory Jackson. A Dory Olympic speed, we're talking about, obviously. Um, but. <laughs> Warren doesn't need that because he can dunk on a Dory Jackson. And he doesn't have, and, and this is not a shot at, at Preston Williams either, but just since we were on the Preston Williams comp, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have none of the character concerns when it comes to Warren <laughs> Jackson. He's yeah. the definition of a perfect teammate, a role model. I mean, he played for some trash teams and mm-hmm. that dude was a grinder getting better. And you saw it from day one. I mean, the talent has always been there. He went down to, the University of Alabama scored two touchdowns in his yes. first ever SEC game over a couple of corners that are now in the NFL. So like top from day one, picks. yeah, top 20, not just <laughs> yeah. like some fourth round sleepers, some guys that are studs. Mm-hmm. I, I get that these, these numbers, you know, they're not perfect. No, they are. With they're what disappointing. We've seen, with what we've seen from the film, with what we know about him. Mm-hmm. And I also want to just bring up you know, on, on the topic of not normal circumstances, Warren was the only participant. So he did, he did the, you know, mm-hmm. drill, 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 drill. And then he ran his Dude. 40, which is, that's, that's tough so to do huge. for anyone. Uh, yeah, that could be like an Olympic event, like having to do those consecutive. I hadn't thought of that, Justin. You're so right though, man. Um, that, yeah, that's crazy. It, plus the new weight, plus not having like been playing or practicing with a team for over a year. Like there's all these extenuating circumstances. And I think there's like three factors at play that are all independently true one of each other. One is Warren's NFL projections based on his film and kind of regardless of these pro day results, which we just got into with the different comps. Two is how this affects his sock. Because what you and I think of Warren, you've obviously covered him his whole career. I've been around the program and watching enough Rams football. And I mean, all you have to do is go back to that Bama game. Like, ain't that hard. Um, go back to that Bama game. You'll be reassured plenty. But I think it's undeniable that with a really good pro day, Warren could have even been in that conversation for late third, early fourth with this pro day. Unfortunately, I think we're talking much more of that range Preston Williams went in, which was a priority and drafted free agent. Again, different character concerns, but a much different draft because we have so many opt-outs. We have so many guys eligible, and it's such a loaded wide receiver class. Or he goes in that BC range, right? That's, what was that? That's Six where I to think Minnesota? he's going to... Yeah, I think he could. It could happen. I think you could get a situation where a scout or just one team happens to fall in love with them based on what they've seen and the meetings and all of that. And they're like, you want to know what? It's the sixth round. Let's go get him. But I I, I completely agree. He has the talent, the ability. And I think what he projects to be at the next level is worthy of a, Mm -hmm. you know, a fourth round pick, maybe a late third round pick under the right circumstances. But with not playing with how many talented receivers there are, and unfortunately, with what his results were at Pro Day, I think, you know, sixth round is, yeah. we're hoping, 
Seventh right. round is very realistic. And if not, he's going to be a priority undrafted free agent. And that's not necessarily a bad deal because he gets to pick mm-hmm. where he goes in that scenario. Damn straight. And I mean, the third factor is where he stacks up in this loaded wide receiver class. I think with this, he loses massive ground to a guy like Nico Collins, who's built up some great momentum this draft season. Um, you know, where's he fall with TJ Vasher from Texas Tech, who I see him as very similar to? Where's he fall with Frank Darby of Arizona State or Anthony Schwartz of Auburn? Very similar to Marion Terry of Florida State. Watch the tape or the production. To Marion Terry is garbage in comparison to Warren. Look at the pro day results, though. To Marion ran in the four fours. <laughs> These are all dudes that coming into the season, you know, we would have been like, absolutely Warren is going to get, would get taken ahead of them. But Dre's right. It's just, what have we seen lately? And a lot of guys Mm -hmm. are really helping their stock. And you would have, you would have liked to have seen Warren do better, just given that, you know, this was probably all he'd been focusing for. But even so, I just think given that he was the only participant, the added weight and all of that, I just, I think we got to take it all a little bit with a grain of salt and just, the pressure of it. And and you could say this for anybody that, that struggles a little bit on their pro day, but you have to run a perfect, you know, 40 yard dash. Even if you train for it, even if you practice for it, if you have just the slightest slip up at the beginning, that's like a second, you know, a 10th or two of a second off your time and you're fucked. Yeah. And given what I know about the circumstances, I mean, maybe you played this wrong by running it, you know, like, I wondered the same thing. It, it doesn't take a media genius to understand when like Rondale Moore posts on Twitter that he just ran a 4-2-4. Yeah, that's on the Wednesday where the weather was perfect, where he had that perfect run at 11 a.m. after his shake, you know, just got his perfect warm-up. And you post that one, which is the best 40 you've run all month of training. You know, it's completely different from what... We'll never do it again, but you got that one on tape and now you're Exactly. It's completely different from what you just described of under pressure, one day, got to perform. Those CSU pro days are always at the butt crack. I hate it. It's Thank you. It's the Why do they choose to do it at like seven in the morning? And I know it's because... It's because you have time to make it up So that the scouts can also go to Boulder. Yeah. But to me, it's just like, you want to know what? Fuck Boulder. If less <laughs> scouts come to your pro day, then fine. So be it. You're not, you're not putting your guys in a good position by making them do this. Or just you combine them. the ass crack of dawn. Or just combine them. Or, yeah. Why is... Like, can we not the, do that? Just do one in right. Denver. The just do one at pro Dove day Valley with all... After, let's right. see. UNC come too. Who cares? <laughs> totally. No, that's what they do. The Buffs pro day is always the pro day where you'll see the RMAC or UNC guys, the local guys who don't have a school big enough worth for the scouts to go out individually. So they'll show up there. Just combine it all. Do every school in the state shows up at one location and you're good. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I mean, let, let's, we need like so many different like sports, logistics, people running stuff to make things make more sense. Khalil Shakir or him? Who's the top Mountain West drafted wide receiver? If they go, if they both go undrafted, of course it's a push. I Shakir think Warren declare, slightly. Right? Yeah, I think Warren slightly. But that, that'll be interesting because he can move. Like, you watch him. He's a guy that's really intriguing. 
Right. And if he has a good pro day, you wonder how he starts to stack up with the other speedsters in the class, the Tutu Atwells, Marcus Stevenson's, Diami Brown, and so on and so forth. Eskridge, Aaron Amani Rogers, blah, blah, blah. I will say Boise skill guys, at least historically, don't tend to get taken all that high. And I'm not really sure what sure. it is, but their their defensive guys seem to get a whole lot more love than their offensive skill players have over the last half decade or so. You get some yeah, run, they got true. some really sense um Doug Martin's like the blink only... on the What was the running back to play Doug for Martin. Tampa Bay? Yeah, Doug Martin. Really since Doug yeah, Martin, yeah. there haven't been any like super early picks. Yeah, no, you're right. Especially at the skill positions. He's like the one and only. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. Mm, that is. That is very unusual. That's true. Going against wide receiver, you on the other hand. So it's true. That that could always help Warren too. You know, you get the benefit of the doubt after seeing Preston pan out and Gallup pan out. And, you know, BC has had some moments. I don't think his Role is going to be very safe in Minnesota for much longer, unfortunately. But hey, sure. maybe maybe he'll end up in Denver down the line now that George Payton's here. You know, you never know. Could happen. And I imagine some OCs and wide receiver coaches when they were at South Carolina uh, pro day yesterday to watch J.C. Horn and what have you. Oh, no. Where, where's Bobo now? He's at Auburn now. Auburn, right. Well, at the Auburn Pro Day, they'll have to get in his ear and ask some questions about what. And he'll have nothing but good things to say about him, obviously, which, you know, so will his other coach, his, you know, last wide receiver coach uh, didn't play for him, but Kenny Guyton, who's now at uh, Arkansas, or, you know, you could ask Joe Cox or yep, any right. of the people, you know, Alvis Witted, obviously, probably has the best reputation of all of them. He's the one that really brought in Warren, helped develop him started to refine his game. CSU has the track record of, of receivers panning out. So I'm hoping yep. that people give Warren the benefit of the doubt based on that. And just like we said, turn on the tape. This stuff matters. But when you watch Warren, it's he's the best player on the field so frequently. Yeah. Um, John Hollinger, who invented the PR metric, was the GM for the Memphis Grizzlies for a while. Um, really one of the smarter guys in all of sports. Um, he has a podcast on the NBA draft when I was listening to that over the summer. And he was saying, you know, at the end of the day, the greatest correlator to success as a pro is success in college. Like, it, there, there are a bunch of correlators, but the number one correlator is you were good in college. You're, that's probably your best guess to translate to the next level. And Warren, luckily for him, checks off that that most that first box, which is the one that matters most. So don't overthink. Exactly. You know, we're Dre and I, we're draft nerds, and we love the numbers, we love metrics, we love getting oh, yeah. into all of this stuff. And yeah. it does matter because it can teach you things that the eyes miss. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a give and take. It is a balance. You have to yeah. be able to understand. It's it's kind of one of those deals like when I hear the analytics people be like, oh, traditionalists, they just don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of get it. And then traditionalists are like, oh, these numbers, you know, they can't prove that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you kind of have a point too. I guess that's most things in life. It's gray. It's not black and white. My point is, Damn straight. take it with a grain of salt. Have to. Just have to use all the evidence and uh, make the most educated decision you can. Yep. Speaking of uh, educated decisions, we're going to get into some gambling Mm. Uh, we're going to talk about the NIT. CSU got a big game coming up, a chance to advance to the semifinals in the NIT. 
Only team yes. still playing in Colorado. Watch that game tonight. Um, but before we do, the tournament is in full swing and the action hasn't disappointed. What's been your favorite upset in the NCAA tournament? I mean, Oral Roberts has been just an amazing story, but Ohio and Abilene Christian held a very special place in my heart on Saturday because they won me a lot of money and I had those in my brackets. You know, there, there's something great about a sweetheart, but there's something even better about a moneymaker. And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, they're putting the customers in the center of the action. Bet $1 on any tournament game, and if your team wins, you win $100, guys. Bet $1, win $100. The, the, the best way to prove your college basketball knowledge is by putting your money where your mouth is. But, you know, if it's not for you, that's okay because we've got UFC 260 this weekend. I'm so pumped. Um, oh, it's crazy. I, I didn't crazy used time. to be that into UFC. I, I thought it was kind of brute, kind of, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't, I couldn't appreciate it. Same. I really started watching it a lot over the last year and a half or so. And I'm, yes. I'm all in now. I'm a I'm total UFC bro now. Yeah, like the pandemic will put things in perspective for you. All of a sudden... <laughs> Guys getting beat up for six figures doesn't feel so crazy anymore. You know, it's like, ah, there are worse things in the world. I'll, I'll take it. Fine. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how that worked. I had the same same thing. And this is an insane card. You've got Nganu. You've got your guy, O'Malley, right? Yep. Sugar, yeah, sugar, baby. He's, yeah. he's coming it's back from that injury. One. I got to admit, I lost a I lost a hefty amount of money on that one, but it's a fluke. Yep. And that's the tough yeah, part about UFC is sometimes you can lose in extremely frustrating ways. But I'm feeling good. Uh, come on, sugar. Bring it home. Make me some of that money. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR for your chance to turn $1 into $100. If the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win, not even an upset, you can pick Gonzaga. That code DNVR to turn $1 into $100. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions to apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Whew. That was a mouthful, but that was a fun one. It's going to be a fun weekend. We've got Sweet 16, uh, Elite yeah. 8, UFC 260, NBA action. The Avs are on tonight in this weekend. I'm rocking my Peter Forsberg jersey right now, so my swag levels are through the roof. No doubt. I could score at any point. <laughs> Let's take that. That I hockey guys. I hockey. hockey exactly, exactly. Not trying to get canceled here. No, no, <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. But uh, the CSU Rams, man, NC State. I had to get a. I had to get a gambling expert like yourself on here <sighs> because this game, man, it it, it worries me because I think the Rams are being disrespected a little bit here as two-point underdogs, given what we've seen. Yeah. NC State, they're hot. They've won six of seven overall. Mm-hmm. They're, they've kind of finally started to play defense. They've got great size, but they were kind of soft early in the season. I don't know. As, as a gambling man, what are you kind of just looking at these numbers? What are, what are you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned for the Rams. I'm concerned that they're dogs in here. I'm concerned by NC State's current state of form. And their size. 
And yeah, NC State's a tough one to get a read on because, you know, they they kind of get an automatic round one dub against Virginia Tech in round one of the ACC tourney that they shouldn't have got. Like Virginia Tech would have been a big favorite in that. And then they just get pummeled by Syracuse. Um, so like, is it, like really hot. I mean, they're obviously in the sure. Sweet 16 now. Sure, but... Is it as simple as just zoning these guys up, forcing them to be a jump shooting team? I I, I really do think we're going to see. I don't think you can go straight zone the entire time mm-hmm. unless you're like Syracuse. You're there are just so few teams of that course, can successfully right. you know run yeah, a yeah, two yeah. three or even a one three one for more than you know four or five minute spurts. But totally, just given the size disparity, I do think it would be beneficial for the Rams to mix some of it in there especially if you can, you know, create some steals, you know, leak out and, and get some opportunities in transition. Don't let them to set up either. They're a pretty decent defensive team. They get a lot of steals. They mm-hmm. get a decent amount of blocks. But the thing is, is it, it all comes down to, to DJ Funderburk, their six foot 10 senior forward, and Jericho Hellams, their six foot seven junior forward. Both of these dudes are really good athletes. They've got nice touch at the rim. I mean, they can go up and under. They can put the ball on the floor. They've got phenomenal footwork and they love mm. to do all of their damage within, you know, 15 feet of the rim, whether that's getting layups, creating mid range opportunities. These dudes are, you know, these guys would have been like phenomenal NBA prospects uh, 25 years ago. Right. They'll still get some looks now, but you know, obviously with how the game's translated, it's, there's just not as much value there. I, you know, how can a young CSU team handle them? We, we're going to see. They got to get physical. I just worry if, you know, the CSU bigs get in foul trouble early. What do the Rams do? Because as phenomenal as David Roddy is, he's 6'5", and he yeah. can't cover both of these dudes. Yeah, I mean, the size is a concern. Man, and yet the biggest factor I've been looking at for my bracket and it's been good for me in predicting upsets and stuff has really been looking at the defense defensive and offensive efficiency ratings. And, you know, I mean, the, the difference between CSU's top 35 in that metric and NC state, who's 182nd is staggering. It's significant. When I, when I realized how much better, more efficient CSU was, it, it made me feel a lot better. I mean, I, I don't think most people around the country give CSU any chance of winning this game. And it's odd because the Rams are the number one seed in this tournament. Like, let's, right. let's not forget that. Let's put some respect on their name. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm saying this all like trying to respect NC State. This isn't me being like, NC State's trash. They're, they're playing their best basketball of the yeah. season. This is a matchup that makes me extremely nervous. I'm just trying to find the best chance for you guys to make money. And I think mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, it might be... Rams money line at plus 110 straight up. If you want a little more value, I'm thinking you maybe parlay it with the over because as I've said repeatedly, CSU, when they score 75 plus points, they almost always win. NC State, in their most recent success, they've held their opponents under 70 points and almost all of those wins all but one. It's not a perfect indicator of success, but... sure. Money line with the over 146, which is not that high of a number, plus 300. Are you intrigued by NC State under 73 and a half? Yes, because I think CSU, it, it's similar. Like, 
yep. the Rams that they're, they're going to have to defend well. If Thunderbird gets going, and then all of a sudden it becomes a shootout, you get a little bit nervous. But with, with the efficiency, you know, in a shootout, if it comes down to three pointers or something like that, I I like CSU. I'm really torn on this one because I just, for some reason, my gut just says it's going to be high scoring. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's my concern is you could still be on the right track. The Rams win, take care of business, but then it's high scoring in that, un, you know, the under becomes useless. Yeah, like CSU, win, you know, if they win 82 to 79 or something like that, and then all of a sudden it's, ah, shoot. Why did I take the under? What a fun game. And I had to sweat it out the whole time. Yeah, totally. The counter is, you know, CSU, they've kind of gotten off to some slow starts offensively of late, you know. If it's another slow start, the under could definitely be in play, especially with how well NC State's been defending of late. And CSU, they're a solid defensive team themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I I mean, the first half under 34.5 is also intriguing. and the I do like that. I think I like that more than the the 73. I do too. because I do think you'll see a few more looks. I think shots will be a little harder to come by for the Wolfpack. Um, and and again, more so than the game total under, I think Rams over 72 and a half. It feels nice. They're going to have to. Yeah. Like, I, I really, no, you have it, to. I don't see a situation where they win a game where both teams are sub 65 points. It, it could happen. CSU's a... They're a gritty team. You know, they're not going to fold. They're not going to stop defending just because the shots aren't falling. Mm-hmm. I just think we've seen time and time again, whether it was their win at Utah State, whether it was their win against Boise State, um, whether it was, you know, the, the win against SDSU, they had to put up big points. Their, their best performances have always been when the ball's popping, when they're hitting threes, yep. Yep. when they're, you know, playing fast in transition. And I just think with the size disparity... CSU is going to have to win the tempo game. They're going to have to win points in transition, yes. create opportunities off of turnovers, mm-hmm. and they have to hit jump shots because, as Dre, you know, pointed out earlier, it, this isn't a this isn't an instance where you're playing, you know, a phenomenal three point shooting team. Right. That that really could be a chance where CSU can offset that size differential. Not too dissimilar to how the Raptors beat the Nuggets. Not to compare, you know, yeah. not to say this is such un, those kind of insurmountable odds for the Rams. But you're the smaller team, so you're going to have to play faster, more active. You're going to have to run when you can, and you're going to have to hit some jumpers. Um, that, that was the bus game plan against Florida State. They just couldn't hit enough jumpers. You know, I mean, when it you're did, the yeah, smaller team, yeah, when you're the smaller team, it kind of becomes like FIBA basketball. Like if we can shoot we're in any game. If we go cold, it's going to be tough. Colorado was kind of the perfect example of living and dying by the three because mm-hmm. in Georgetown, they could not miss against Georgetown. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they had guys taking shots from three feet behind the arc and just wet. Yeah. Um, I will say that that Florida state game under really just yeah, difficult circumstances. And a um, tough matchup. Yeah, it was beyond those circumstances, that's a that's a tough team for the Buffs to match up with. I mean, we saw it with Wisconsin against UNC. Yep. There are some teams where when you're hot, man, forget like they they can come out and beat the Warriors right now, you know. Um, but if they go cold, they they go cold. I yeah, I just wanted to throw it out there because this this isn't an instance of me, you know, the CSU guy being like, oh, and the Buffs got eliminated because no, totally, totally. they choked. Right, right, um, right, right. right. 
quite honestly, I felt that the game should have been postponed today. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's unrealistic. And I understand that, you know, there are lots of people that have to go on and work after, after tragic situations. I just, I don't know how those players were supposed to focus on the game after what happened in their town, in their community. I I mean, I'm still shook up about it and I'm not from Boulder, but I have loved ones there. And anyways, I'm I'm not trying to go off on a, on a big tangent here or bring the mood down, but obviously um, our, our thoughts are with the Boulder community. Yeah. All of the 10 victims just heartbreaking, but we will persevere and um, thank God that we have some basketball to focus on over the next couple of days because I think we all just need something to distract us. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting that distraction either. No, absolutely. Um, it is a joy to be able to get lost in something so simple and beautiful at times, but also in the greater scheme, quite meaningless. Um Going back to the Rams getting hot and how important shooting is, though, Justin, there might be some money to be made live on the Rams. Agreed. You, you want to feel this out. out. See where they're at. Exactly. Exactly. How, how tight is that defense? Are the bigs able to avoid foul trouble? Roddy above all else. And yeah, how hot can they get from three? You know, that's really... Um, but... It's going to be a tight one. I can understand why this is essentially a pick em. You know, you get into a, a wacky year like this where the Rams didn't have as many out-of-conference opponents. And, I mean, NC State did play some of their best basketball against some ACC comp at the end. So how legit was that ACC comp? Because it's only one of their Ws came from someone who's actually made the field. Yeah, right? they beat Virginia late in the year. That's and the big Virginia one. wasn't that good. I mean, I... Oh correctly nope. picked Ohio to upset them. I didn't have any faith in Virginia. They were overrated the entire season. Um, Duke, who was playing some of their best basketball late, really whooped on them. Syracuse, the one team that did make it into the tournament, um, absolutely wiped the floor with them. And I, 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 did, I admit I didn't watch that Davidson game, so I'm not as tuned in to how they looked in their lap. Against they the looked pretty ball. good in it. I, Davidson to be quite honest, looked like a team that just didn't really want to be in the NIT all that much. I mean, I'm, mm, I'm not trying to take shots. And, and we see it. It's very common. Historically, CSU has been that team the last sure. two times that they've appeared in it. But yeah, you know, they beat a very mediocre Pittsburgh team. They did a mediocre Wake Forest team um, and Notre Dame and then Pittsburgh again. I will say four of those five were on the road. So they do deserve credit in that retrospect. It's, it's tough in any conference to go and win that many road games or in a row. It's just, it's not easy to do, especially with all the testing and all the crap you have to do now. Yeah, totally. So we'll see, man. It's going to be an exciting game. Five. What's that going to be on? Uh, 5 p.m. on ESPN. So they're on the, Sweet. they're on the mothership, a good chance for some exposure against the ACC opponent. As Dre said, yeah. oh, we got actually a couple of fun NIT games today. If you just want some college basketball to bet on, um, Mississippi State plays Richmond. Richmond's a team who I came on, came into the season incredibly high on. They have five seniors in their starting lineup. Didn't really, you know, play up to expectations. They're plus 140. Um, I really like their chances to upset Mississippi State. We've also got Boise State Memphis tonight. Boise State at plus 150 against Memphis. Not as crazy about that. I think Memphis's athleticism is going to 
create some issues for the Broncos. But that's a game to look at because if CSU wins, they will play the winner of that Boise State Memphis one. Should be fun. And then the, the last game, we've got Louisiana Tech, Western Kentucky, and basically a pick'em game. I don't have a great feel on that one, so I don't want to give out any bad advice. But mm. uh, college basketball, it's great. Love the NCAA tournament, and I love, I love the NIT. I don't, I don't care. Maybe that makes me weird. It sucks that they don't get a chance to play in the garden if they win. But yeah, hey, I know a national opportunity against quality opponents is still, you know, a great chance to prove yourself, especially as a Mountain West team. I mean, if you're not enjoying all this college hoops that's on your television right now. I don't know what to tell you, man. Like I have been gobbling up the ladies' tourney the last two days. Oh, it's been um, excellent to kind of feed, you know, feed the Joneses that I've got after that week. And so, I mean, just like yeah, ladies' tourney, nit, back to the men's tourney, and then rinse, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat for the next two weeks. Yes, please. That's what I am all about. What else are you gonna do with your time? A puzzle or I don't exercise? Eat healthy? Screw that, man. Get some Doritos, fire up the tube, watch six straight hours of basketball, and you will be happy. That is the secret to happiness. And uh, that is my TED Talk. This is the DNVR Rams podcast. Shout out to Dre. Thank you for coming on and talking all of this through with me. Again, watch the film on Warren Jackson. He's going to be fine, guys. Even if he slides in the draft, don't panic. He will be productive at the next level. And... uh, Fight on you stalwart Ram team. Let's get that dub. Dre, thanks again, my man.